Good evening, dear. I'm glad you're here to share a bath with me. We're going to be listening to the John Sawyer Show, so I want you to make sure you get the bathtub nice and bubbly. I don't care if you do it with the jacuzzi or just your Now sit back and relax. After 10 months, I'm finally back in the podcasting world. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. My name is John Sawyer, and this is not a mirage. Once again, you are witnessing the resurrection of the drunkenly, critically acclaimed, soon-to-be award-winning John Sawyer Show. New network, new format, new website, still the same old loudmouth piece of garbage coming at you. My name is John Sawyer. We are here live at the Grindhouse Radio Studios in an undisclosed location for episode one of the new John Sawyer Show. Now, I know some of you are probably listening right now wondering, who is John Sawyer? What is the John Sawyer Show? What is the show about? Well, let me first off take a minute to introduce myself. I'm a former pro wrestler. Back from 2012 to 2016, I put my time in on the Long Island, New York independent circuit. Learning from some of the best guys to learn from, facing some of the best guys there is to face, performing in front of sold out crowds and not so much sold out crowds. Whether it be 20 people or 200 people, I loved getting in that ring and performing every single month for whoever was nice enough to buy a ticket basically, or whoever was tricked. Um, back in December 2016, due to some, uh, you know, due to some issues that don't really need to be discussed right here, right now at this very time, I quit the business. You know, I'm not going to say I retired because there really isn't much retiring in pro wrestling unless you're someone like John Cena. I'm not going to say I was forced out. You know, I pretty much, you know, said that's it and walked away, you know. I always considered pro wrestling my college years anyway because you think of the average run in wrestling being, be, <clears throat> excuse me, you think of the average run in college being four years. I wrestled for only four years, so there you go. And not only that, but I learned more through my time in the business than I have in any textbook or any lesson I could learn in a school. So, you know, I always give credit to the business for that and for being my, um, my way of getting into show business in general because some guys leave the business and they just fade and they just fade away and I don't mean and I don't say that with any terms of disrespect but some guys go to live normal lives you know and do their best to become normal productive members of society other guys stick around and try to find ways to reinvent themselves so um I went stuck around and I found a way to reinvent myself and back in January of 2017 this very show was born, um, courtesy of Strong Island Radio out in Massapequa. Hi, Bobby. I forgive you. Um, I'm not getting into why I said that. Uh, the show had a nice run. You know, we had some uh, pretty interesting guests, including my guest today, who I'm going to get to in a second. But due to some, you know, business issues towards the end, back in October 2017, uh, the show came to a screeching halt. And um, from that point to today, September 1st, 2018, hope everybody's having a good weekend, by the way. I, um, 
I've done some guest appearances on podcasts. I've done some like mini podcasts on smaller, way smaller formats, like my phone and whatnot. There, believe me, with the power of technology, there's everything out there. But um, I knew eventually that I was gonna find a place and find a new home again to definitely bring this back. And uh, my old buddy Brimstone, who's also an ex-pro wrestler, um, put a thing out on social media, basically, for uh, open house at Grindhouse Radio for new podcasts to come in. And, of course, when I saw that, I jumped on the opportunity right away. Shout out to Brimstone. Shout out to the engineer, Mr. Steven Zambito. And shout out to the entire Grindhouse Radio cast for welcoming me in with open arms. I am looking forward to doing to all the business we're going to be hopefully doing together and the time I will spend in your lovely studio bringing this content to the masses or should I say to the lack of masses <laughs> if you've seen my following you'll understand um, of course I can't do this program alone joining me at the end of the table my lovely girlfriend Miss Paula McCurry how are you doing good how you doing good good and of course my guest for today Back in July 14th, 2012, I made my pro wrestling debut with this man. We've had several matches together. Of course, I've we've had several uh, moments in the back together. Uh, I would consider this guy um, pretty much, uh, let me put it this way. Out of all the people to give credit to, not just for my run in the business, but for the opportunities I've gotten therefore down the road, for the existence of my gimmick, the whole Rocky Mountain Madman character, you know, and just for everything. I got to give this man all the credit in the world. My first opponent and my first guest for the newly resurrected John Sawyer show, Mr. Mark Static. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right, brother. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. Um, what to expect from this show? Basically, just uh, talking wrestling, talking MMA, talking boxing, talking combat sports in general. Uh, we're going to be doing reviews from WWE shows such as Raw, SmackDown, any uh, live events that are worth talking about, any upcoming pay-per-views that are worth talking about, any breaking news in any of those worlds that are worth talking about. Um, there may be a segment called Jackass of the Month where I openly destroy, ver verbally destroy somebody who's worth it. And uh, before I continue, I just want to, since we're on that subject of Jackass of the Month, those who know me well know that I'm not really that much of a hateful person. You know, I'm a nice guy. I try my best to get along with everybody, and I don't really believe in hate. However, there are some people out there that I will gladly make an exception for. And that's where the jackass of the month subject comes in. But that's not for now. We're going to save that for a later time. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking wrestling, boxing, MMA. And uh, you might even see some special guests here, you know, down the road. Um, those, who were, those who watched the show during its previous run have seen special guests on there, such as Gary Michael Capetta, the world's most dangerous ring announcer, famously known in the NWA, WCW, and WWWF days. We've had on uh, Simon Gotch, former WWE NXT Tag Team Champion, one half of the Ford Villains. Uh, we've had on a bunch of people. We had on Braun Strowman. I'm kidding. We didn't have on Braun Strowman. It was an impersonator, but still a good interview, though. 
Uh, we had on Ronald Reagan calling back from the dead. I'm not dead, you asshole. Oh, oh, uh, sorry, Mr. President. Uh, did I wake you? Uh, well, no, Nancy's just, you know, being a fuddy-duddy. You know, the thing about Nancy is she's this skinny little rail with a giant head. Okay, I don't think it's good to talk about your wife like that. She's like a mascot for one of those all-day suckers. Um, Mr. President, the green room's over there. You can go back to bed if you want. Oh, might as well. Oh, my God, what happened? Oh, well, you know, my bones are the consistency of graham crackers, and my leg just snapped right off. Why do you have to explain that? Anyway, Mr. President, ladies and gentlemen... All right, so uh, let's dive into everything. But first, I want to check in with my old friend. How you doing, Mark? Hey, I'm doing all right, actually. Yeah. So what's going on with you? Oh, man. Uh, I actually just moved. I've been moving with my wife, trying to get into this new house mm-hmm. and uh, trying to make it a home. And it's all coming together pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm looking for new work. Mm-hmm. Uh and I'm just happy to be doing something close to wrestling again, you mm. know? Um, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. Mm. All right, All right. Before we move on, I just want to say that we are on social media. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at John, John Sawyer Show, or I think it's at The John Sawyer Show. I have to go check, but one of the two. And we're on Instagram, at The Sawyer Show Rocks. That's at T-A-G, Sawyer Show Rocks. So let's dive into it. WWE Evolution, October 6th at the Nassau Coliseum. The first fir- ever all-women's pay-per-view, and it's been a long time coming. I thought they've done this before. No. They've never done an all-women's show before? I, I think, well, I mean, there's been gorgeous ladies of wrestling and a lot of stuff that happened way back, but the E has never actually covered the E and all women's and all women's show before. Are you are you the only guy in the business to ever refer to WWE as the E? Because I've never heard anyone else say yeah, that. No, that's weird. I thought everybody did it. Yeah, it could be your trademark. Um, so we got uh, on the show. We got uh, Alexa Bliss uh, facing Trish Stratus. Yes. We got the Bellas in action. Who do they have? Oh, I don't even know. In fact, I'll pull up the card real yeah. quick. You know. Uh, Nia Jax, Lita's supposed to be there. Yes. Uh, think Ivory's going to do something, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. Well, right to censor, Ivory, she won. The, the WWE won PG, right? So the right to censor, they did something <laughs> she, she, right. She won. Yeah. yeah. Paul, anything? Nope, just listening to you guys talk. Wow, what a co-host. Um, so I'm pulling up the... Uh, well, well, Paula, give us your take as a woman. How do you feel about an all-women's pay-per-view and, and what it could do for the business and what it could do for these young ladies. It's it's really good for the business to expose, you know, get the women exposed more. Me, personally, I'm not really a fan of women's wrestling. Ooh, what? You're going to have to explain that a little bit. I just never liked it. You you grew up watching the men and I'm that's Watching the guys, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Fair enough. But um, I think it's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bring more eyes to the product it's going to give a chance for these women to elevate their game because you know they have to fight 110 percent harder just to be taken as seriously as the men in the business today right you know so um i think alexa bliss coming together with uh trish stratus is going to be the the past coming together with the future and it's going to be incredible to see what they can do what kind of story they can tell you know um i have no idea how the card itself is actually structured 
but um, giving respect to a lot of the the top headliners, the top women today. You know the uh, the Sasha Banks, the Baileys, the Alexa Blisses, even Ronda Rousey, which is yeah, she's gonna be yeah, she's a, that's she, gonna be know, amazing. She's yeah. been a, she's been a fantastic addition, not just to the WWE, but to the entire you know pro wrestling scene in general and on top of that she's now on the small list of guys in this business i, I say i don't say guys meaning just yeah. men but you know yeah. of people in this business who uh break, who have that legitimacy and who people still right. believe i mean did you not see her versus alexa bliss at SummerSlam? well actually i've seen every single one of her matches since she's got in and i will not lie to you WrestleMania, she was she was one of the most entertaining. She was phenomenal she was at WrestleMania, and if any and if anybody watched uh, SummerSlam, WWE SummerSlam 2018, Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey, the finish to the match when she had him in the armbar right before Alexa Bliss tapped out, it looked gruesome, it looked real. She, her selling was uh, Bliss's selling was fantastic, and there and I was in the room with another wrestler and a bunch of fans. Everybody thought that they, she was going off script and literally trying to yeah. snap her arm out of her socket. Yeah. I had the biggest smile on my face because people were believing again. Yeah, we need yeah. people like that in the business. People with legitimacy. People and and when I say legitimacy, I don't mean they, I don't mean they have to be MMA fighters or boxers, but people who have enough skill and have enough respect and who have enough. Um, uh, awareness of kayfabe to protect the business to protect the business Mm -hmm. you know yeah you know and and you know you'll hear people say you know kayfabe's dead no it's not people are let the guys are letting it die yeah. You know, yeah. people say, oh, the business is exposed. Yeah, it might be, but shouldn't that be motivation for guys to work harder at, you know, hiding hiding everything? Right, yes. You know, we should we should be making the people in the audience go, yeah, I know that's all make-believe, but what's what's going on here? You know, what, what's happening well, here? You well, know? just imagine if we had babies traveling with babies and heels traveling with heels. Yeah. Like, what kind of... Separate locker rooms, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. just like the old days, you know? I mean, who am I kidding? <laughs> old days. I'm 25 years old. You know, what are my old days? Yeah. Um, so, October 6th, Nassau Coliseum. The only match announced on the card uh, so far was Alexa Bliss versus Trish Stratus. So, let's get everybody's predictions. Starting with the lady in the room. Who do you think? I'm going to go with Trish Stratus. Why? I just don't like Alexa Bliss. <laughs> I will go with anybody. That's gonna be fighting her. Classic yeah. siding with the baby fist. That's yes. fine. What about you? Um, my brain says that um, for everything to go well and for it to go right, I think that Trish Stratus puts over Alexa Bliss as the future, mm-hmm. unless Trish is trying to come back and make some sort of run. But I know she's busy with other side projects and doing other things. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just nice and respectful for her to come back and then to put over the new talent. Right. Know, that's right. that's the formula I see working best. Right. Does she have surgery? Just try this because something about her looks extremely different. Uh, I'm pretty sure she actually had breast reduction surgery. Why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, because I think she's running her own yoga studio or something like that. Yes. And, she, and, and you think that will get in the way? Well, yeah. of course, and she was probably suffering some back pain and, you know. Back you pain. Know. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I'm going to say Alexa Bliss. She's been going very right. strong um, as a heel. Um, she's been... Def- she's a, um, how do I put this? Good enough to not need the strap. Right. Yeah. She, she's good enough to not need it, but somebody, you know, has to, you know, have it, basically. 
Yeah, well, that's what they did. They, they yeah. put it on her so that the pop for Rousey would be huge. Right. You know? Right. Um, and Alexa didn't even need it. What is she, like a four or five time? I mean, the, o- the only person she's behind is Charlotte Flair, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The only person she should be behind in title runs since she came up to the main roster from NXT, right. which is killing it, by the way. Mm-hmm. NXT is absolutely crushing it, and we'll get to that after the all-women's evolution talk. Yeah. But, um, yeah. She um she doesn't need the belt to be to be over with right. the crowd. And that's the thing today. Um babies are over, but mm-hmm. heels are over too. Mm-hmm. To the point where you know what they're doing and you want to boo them, but you respect them so much you can't help but right. enjoy their their segments, what they do, mm-hmm. you know, how they act when they're out there. Mm-hmm. Um But then of course there are those heels that truly are heels, you know, and I'm happy yeah. that those guys still yeah. exist. Like nobody likes the biz. Absolutely nobody likes the Miz, but at the I same, love the Miz, man. Well, I get, well I, as, as a worker, I can see, I, I can yeah. understand that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking from a regular fan's perspective. Nobody, you know, likes likes the Miz. Right. But they'll still watch his shit. They'll still, you know, yeah. pay attention to what he's doing. Mm-hmm. That Miz and Mrs. Show, which I think is just a joke, you know, just as well as Total Divas and have whatnot. You, have you watched it yet? Part of it, you yeah. know, but okay. but yeah. um. They'll still watch everything she does. He does. As much as people hate him, he still has that thing where you know the you still factor. that where you still have to watch and you still yeah. have to you know see every see everything. And there, and there probably is going to be some embellishment to the show anyway. You know you're not going to see if Miz was 100 percent normal in these shows. Just like if any of the ones who do Total Divas or any of these reality show idiots are 100 percent normal. You know. Not everybody's going to watch. The only reality show out there where people can be 100% normal is Cops. You know, because, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. And yeah. people, you know, I, I love watching Cops. I love the first two seasons because Jailbird Dreams family were on there a few oh, times. yeah. <laughs> Inside joke. Yeah. Um, Jailbird Dream. Yeah, Jailbird oh, wow. Dream. Yeah, not so beautiful anymore. That could be that could be saved for a jackass in the month, right? Yep. Um, that's good, good, probably a good save, you know. Hopefully he doesn't do anything more stupid. Um, anyway, moving on to um, moving on to Down Under. I think it's called Down Under. Uh, yeah. WWE's uh, Super Show happening also on October. Wait, I don't think it's October. When is it? September or October? I think it's September. It's late September. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't have the exact date offhand, but um, Super Showdown. WWE will head down under for a unique pay-per-view in Melbourne, Australia, as it will present WWE Super Showdown on Saturday, October 6th yeah. oh, okay. at the Melbourne yeah. Cricket Ground. The, okay. event, the event is being billed as featured, featuring the largest roster of WWE superstars and legends ever to appear in Australia. But how can they say that after they just did a 50-man Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia? Hmm. Yeah, it's a little weird, but but I guess they're gonna have so many appearances and segments and and not all wrestling matches, but just you know, they can bring back you know Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, yeah, they could have him come out and you know Maybe. put over a younger talent by talking about him, introducing him. They yeah. can have a lot of faces, a lot of different people hmm. appear. Maybe put know. the Bushwhackers in there. They're That'd Australian be great. guys. Yeah, that would be great. Have yeah. them lick a kid in the audience. You know, <laughs> their gimmick. You know? Oh, and today that might get him a, a charge or something. Yeah. Oh know. yeah. Yeah. You Today's day and age. Don't pull a rude boy, Riley, you know. Yeah. Oh, man. First match announced for the show in the final bout between Triple H and The Undertaker. Ooh. 
who will square off for the first time since WrestleMania 28. Also advertised for the show are every major WWE superstar. Some notable names on the list, including Ronda Rousey, who we were just talking about, Shawn Michaels, Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan, and The Big Show. Michaels has not wrestled since his formal retirement match, and Bryan's contract with the company technically ends today. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's we- Oh, that's right. That's right, actually, to the point where they didn't even know if they could continue the Miz Bryan storyline after SummerSlam. Right. Which is why they put Miz over, because they thought Bryan was walking out the door. Mm. That's right. That's right. But I had no idea the contract ended today. Mm. Prior to this event, the largest WWE show held in Australia was Global Warming back in 2002, but the company clearly expects to surpass the 56,743 people that attended that show. As this, as this stadium's capacity is listed at 100,024, not counting thousands of potential floor seats at the G. While the event will stream live on WWE Network and air worldwide on pay-per-view, the start time is listed at 6 p.m. East AES American Eastern Standard Time, meaning it will be broadcast... Actually, no. Australian Eastern Standard Time. I apologize. Meaning it will meaning it will be broadcasted at 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, the card itself for Super Showdown. Let's get our predictions for this. First up, WWE Championship. AJ Styles defends against Samoa Joe. What an angle those two have been throwing on. It's about time to get a little personal, you know, heat going on, and what better way to do it with those guys, huh? Well, did you notice the, the I guess you could say, family-friendly turn? Mm-hmm. They took at SummerSlam where they had, I think, family members of certain WWE superstars in the audience. Like right. AJ's wife was there. Right. They did the same thing with uh, Ms. Maurice's wife was there. And I was like, look at all these family members they're bringing in to try and incorporate. Hey, we're a big family company, big family sport. So right. they're taking that sort of different turn to try and draw in the family the family crowd. You know, I mean, they already have it with the parents buying the John Cena gear for the kids and all that kind of stuff. Of course. But... um now they've got, you know, where they're trying to blur the lines between, you know, reality and fiction, where mm-hmm. they have, um, who was it, um, AJ's opponent, uh, Samoa Joe, Mojo, where yeah. Samoa Joe's, you know, reading letters from AJ's wife saying she wishes he would lose the belt so he can come home to the kids, you know, mm-hmm. and, they, and they, they blur the lines there because they even talk about other companies where... AJ was like, listen, we were running the road in TNA. We've already done this before. But you know what? Now I have to kick your teeth down your throat here yeah. because you're making it personal. You know, And it's an, it's an interesting swing to see. Mm-hmm. And then they did the same thing with The Miz and his wife where he's talking about, I just had a baby girl and now I've got a little bit more to fight for. And you mm-hmm. still want to hate him because mm-hmm. he's The Miz. But you understand and that that parlays into The Miz and Mrs., which just brings more eyes to the company, which is a smart move. Do you think taking real-life elements and throwing them into wrestling storylines is a smart route to go all the time, or should it be a a once-in-a-while kind of thing, just to spice things up a bit? I would say once in a while, because, I mean, when people started tuning in, there were the hokey guys. You know, there's the Honky Talk Man, there's um, Gorgeous George, there's all those guys that that brought the eyes in. And now they're taking that route of, you know, we're not going to do all hokey we're gonna Mm. try to make it real because they want to blur the lines again Mm. you know Mm. they want to get more people 
thinking, oh, man, this could be a little bit real. There might right. be actual heat here. Right. You know, and then what if AJ drops the belt, puts Samoa over, and now Samoa, who was struggling, struggling, absolutely kind of drowning. How, how would you say he's drowning? Uh, well, he, um, since they pulled him up, he was injured at least twice. You know, oh, okay. you hadn't seen him. You hadn't seen him for right. uh, uh, at one point an eight month stretch. See, I didn't know. It, I didn't know that. I thought they point, had. There was like a six month stretch where he was just gone, and then all of a sudden, he just showed up. He ran down to the ring and signed the contract. Mm -hmm. Remember that? He just yeah, he yeah, threw yeah. himself in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there was no. I didn't have to. I didn't have to do a fatal four way. I didn't have to earn number one contendership. I'm just gonna insert myself here. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Between the two, who do you think is gonna win? Um, I'd love to see Samoa go. Okay. I'd love to see Samoa go over. Okay. That would be really cool. It'd be a nice direction. Mm -hmm. I think AJ's had a 200-and-something day run, which right. is wonderful, absolutely right. wonderful, to bring more legitimacy to the title itself. Mm -hmm. But I think you give Samoa that chance now. Right. I'm going to have to agree and go with Samoa Joe, per per probably because I think he's redefining big men in pro wrestling because oh yes because you think big men back in the day they, they always look like warrior you know <laughs> jacked to the gills and unless you're someone like big show or kali you, you, you know you got to have like that you know superman kind of complex with, to you. with the exception the all due exception of braun Strowman right now right he's, no, he's no. crushing it as well hey braun's one of my braun's one of my favorites i love watching braun but uh joe is one of those guys along with Sami Zayn, who uh not that they're on a bigger stage. Not that they're on the biggest stage there is. When it comes to wrestling, they're redefining what it you know what wrestlers should look like. You know, right. and showing that uh, wrestlers don't have to be these you know comic book character looking you know Mr. Olympia kind of guys, and that you can have guys who look average. You can have guys who look skinny, just as long as they fit the role that they're playing. You don't want to have. You don't want to have a fat guy, you know, calling himself the best body in the business, you know. But you know who could pull that off? Uh, Kevin Owens. Yeah, he could. He, he could. could. Pull, he, but even he, though he's got that tummy, that stomach. Yeah, uh, and, you know, if anyone's watched Owens during his independent heyday, you know, he has gotten away with doing comedic stuff, but he is very good as the serious... You know, uh, heel because he's got that mean streak to him that nobody can deny. Yeah. He just he just quit on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, supposedly. But yeah. no, man, he's beat up. Did you, he's been, he's been working the program with Strowman for like two three months now, and uh -huh. Strowman threw him off Hell in a Cell. Uh -huh. Strowman uh, choke slammed him off the tallest ladder. Right. Uh, Strowman's just beating him up, you right. know, and he's got to take that time off, mm -hmm. and. Uh, Without a strap, you know, he's still a good heel. Mm -hmm. But um, I think they're, this is their best chance to bring him back as a babyface mm -hmm. once he's all healed up, you know. All right. So uh, you say Samoa Joe beats AJ Styles for Samoa the belt. I yep. say the same thing. Paula, what's your prediction? Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe? Yeah. You're not uh, just saying that because I said it. No, <laughs> no. I like AJ, but there's something about Samoa Joe. What's that something? Do you know? You just like what you see? I'm just liking it. Okay. All right. Next up, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. The winner of this match will become number one contender for the WWE title. Miz. Yeah. Miz, Miz, Miz. You know, um, Bryan's still working his way back. Mm -hmm. You know, and he doesn't need to. He's completely over, but he also knows that his time is winding down. He had that moment in the sun. He had that, that, yeah. that run to... To Mania, where he defeated mm -hmm. all three members of 
evolution, mm-hmm. the male's evolution, mm-hmm. to uh, to claim the uh, undisputed championship. That right. was that was when uh, they were hoisting both belts at the same time, the big gold and the WWE. Um, and here's the thing about Miz. I never knew he did, he did indie work. Yeah, until this yeah. angle happened, I thought they started I, showing some of his I thought, indie stuff, and you're I, like, "Wow!" Yeah, I thought he was spotted through the the real world and all those shows that he did, and brought to their to their developmental at the time, mm-hmm. and learned to wrestle through the developmental system because there are guys who have done that, you know. So I thought that's how he got in. I didn't know he was doing. Um, in, in the independent stuff beforehand, I thought yep. he was just being a being a fan, you know. Oh, this is my gimmick, you know. Because trust me, we've seen guys who who yeah. have no business being in a ring yet they give themselves gimmicks and you know. And if and if you want to get technical, um, coming in second uh-huh. on Tough Enough probably did more for him than if he had come in first, right? Because then he would have gotten the cushy million dollar check. Mm. He would have been brought in. It would have been like he said, uh-huh. the easy way in. And he did earn his respect over time, mm-hmm. but um, getting pulled in that way, a lot of guys didn't didn't have the respect for that guy coming into the locker room. It looked like they got the soft pass or the easy pass. Right. And it wasn't until like Undertaker put over Maven's drop kick, yeah, like that kind of stuff, until mm-hmm. somebody like Maven gets respected. And like mm-hmm. when the Undertaker says, "Okay, let's give this kid a shot," right. But losing to Daniel Pewter. And impressing the execs enough to still get a contract and then take him down to OVW and let mm-hmm. him hone his skills mm-hmm. was probably better for him. Right. When you think about it, because you always want to slow burn in wrestling. Mm-hmm. You don't want to shove it down people's throats right away. You want to slow burn so people can think, what's going to happen? Where is yeah. this going to go? Yeah. What's the route this is going to yeah. take? Yeah. You know, and then people think of all make the, the curi- different make the curiosity mm-hmm, flow, basically. all yeah. the different possible outlets, and then something finally happens, and you're like, you know, I thought about that weeks ago, but now that it happened five weeks later, mm-hmm. the payoff is even bigger. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. You say Miz, I say Miz, Paula. Like you, I I had no clue that he did indies. Yeah. I'm I'm blown away by that. Mm-hmm. I, I the Miz. And he was he was running around as the Miz. He was using the Mizzet of Oz and stuff, right. like that neck breaker for finishes and stuff. Yeah. And he was just you could tell he was hungry, mm-hmm. but you could tell that he he needed to be polished. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. And um working on the real world and all that stuff mm-hmm. put him in front of a camera, which mm-hmm. got him, you know, the chance to do what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Next up, um well I'm not gonna say to mention the entire card here due to the the amount of time we have, but um, let's get to the big one. Triple H versus The Undertaker. These two buried the hatchet back at WrestleMania 28 with Shawn Michaels as the special guest referee. With Michaels advertised for the show, it'll be interesting to see if he reprises that role at the event. Taker versus Triple H. I'm going to say Triple H. Because Tri- because Undertaker definitely needs that final that final swan song, that final, you send know, off. that yep. final send off. So either he's going to, you know, do what 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 the classic tradition and, you know, go out on your back, go out on your back, or they might make him, you know, win his final one. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if either outcome, but I'm going to go with Triple H. Mm-hmm. You? Yeah, the same formula, same formula as um, as all the as Alexa Bliss and um, Trish Stratus, where mm-hmm. the. Where Trish Stratus is the Undertaker in this example, and yeah. she puts over uh, Triple H. Yeah, you know, um, I think because Triple H is still an on-screen figure, mm-hmm. you know, in the Authority, whether they're being heel or not, or just making great matches and pushing the product, 
Uh, I think Undertaker doesn't need it, mm-hmm. but they want to give him that. You know, so I think it's the it's the big send off. Yeah, and if anybody deserves that send off, it's him. Twenty years, act, you know, oh, of course, tickets sold, action figures up the wazoo, oh, yeah. legendary status. Oh, yeah. You know, Taker's Taker's definitely the man. And they hug it out in the ring. You think they do some sort of um, just to give it back to Triple H? You know, the curtain yeah. call. Yeah, yeah. Th- this goes back. Yeah, th- th- this goes back to whole you know the whole exposing the business talk we were talking about right, earlier. Right. You know, anybody today who is concerned about the business being exposed clearly hasn't seen the curtain call, clearly hasn't seen Beyond the Mat, clearly hasn't seen the wrestler with Mickey Rourke. The business has already been exposed. People know it's a work. People know it's fi- it's it's fiction. People know it. You're going to get your react. The, the the whole goal is to suspend disbelief and get it going. But that doesn't give workers the right to completely say ah fuck kayfabe and do whatever I want. You can do whatever they want. They got to still protect the business somewhat. But don't act like it's too late. You know. Th- you know. That's my message to guys in the business right now. Don't act like it's too late. Don't act like oh you're going to kill the business and we're all doomed. You're not doomed. There's still, you know, enough to protect. You just have to be skilled enough to do it. And if you're not skilled, get out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, the curtain call, you know, I've seen that before. And it might be a repeat of that towards the end where, of the match. Where Sean comes down in the last legs of the match, and it looks like uh-huh. Sean and Trips are going to work together to take out Taker. You know yeah. what I mean? But regardless of the finish, you know they're going to be hugging it out in the ring. Mm-hmm. Or Taker's, you know, going to take a knee and... and Show Hunter respect like he did for Rick when he was retiring. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, even if they don't do it in the middle of the ring, they might give us a segment where Sean bumps into Taker in the back. Yeah, you know, when they just yeah. they just overall respect. You know, yeah, it'd be nice to see. Was there ever an Outback gimmick in uh, WWE? Now, now that I'm thinking of Australia, I mean, I know they had the Bushwhackers, but was there ever like a Kangaroo Jack kind of guy? You Ooh. know, um, why does that sound so familiar? Though? Outback Jack. Jack. I remember like Jesse and Festus, like that, that was more. That was a hillbilly thing. That, yeah, 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 that was more like a southern hillbilly yeah. deal. You know, Festus, of course, being Luke Gallows of uh, the Brother Club. I think is what they're called. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Brother Club. The, yeah, the yeah, Good yeah. Brothers Club. The Good Brothers Club. Yeah. Nerd. That's actually really cool. We should get that as a drop. Nerd. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is the John Sawyer Show. For those who are just tuning in, um, or for those who like to fast-forward through most of the show, we are here at Grindhouse Radio Studios at an undisclosed location. Mark Static is here as the special guest. Yep. Moving on from pro wrestling to the world of boxing. Steven, I'll give you the cue in one second. Just as fans were getting settled to enjoy the heavyweight bout between Curtis Harper and F.A., Ajagba, I hope I'm saying that right. I'm glad you had to say it and not me, brother. The fight was over. It is a heavyweight matchup. I'm going to let you know when that man fights, F.A. Ajagba, do not blink. Of his five professional bouts, four of them have been done in the first round. So he likes to bring an end to opponents in quick fashion. And Curtis Harper has walked out of the ring. Wait, what? I cannot believe this. I have this. never seen this before. He walked out, he of, walked the out of the ring. He's not fighting this he guy. He walked out of the what? ring. I've never seen this before in my life. Wow. Curtis Harper has and walked the fans out here in of Minnesota the ring. Are, 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 are really upset right now because... Well, it looks to the painting of the picture, it was right. a portrait of destruction anyway, so he probably saw that same portrait. Curtis Harper is on his way to the dressing room and is walking out of the ring. 
Wow. Seconds after the boxers touched gloves and the bell rang at their premier boxing championship bout, Harper turned around and exited the ring, leaving the crowd and his opponents stunned. Harper walked out of the ring in protest because he believed he wasn't getting paid enough to fight a Jogba, according to Fox Sports. The 30-year-old told Bobby Brunette from the Minnesota Boxing Commission he wanted to see the contract he signed prior to the fight or he wasn't going to participate. According to ESPN, when Brunette said his agreement was already filed to the state, Harper walked out. Harper is likely to be suspended by Premier Boxing and will likely not get paid for the fight, according to ESPN. By default, Ajagba of Nigeria won his first heavyweight bout. This, I believe, is the first time this ever happened in boxing history. Now, Static, your thoughts? Uh, I'm a little bit confused uh, after watching that soundbite and what we talked about before where you said uh, he didn't believe he was getting paid enough. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he didn't believe he was getting paid enough to lose. Because if you heard what they just said... Um, that gentleman, Ajababa, or uh, sorry for butchering it, buddy, uh, <laughs> was apparently lightning quick, and uh, five of his six fights ended in the first round. So Harper was so probably like, hey... Probably a little shook in his boots, thought yeah, it wasn't going to go yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, he probably didn't think he was getting paid enough to, mm-hmm. to, to face the lights and lose. Right. You know? But then again, when you walk out like that, you don't get a payday at all, like, like you just said is likely. So, I mean, he probably cut a... He, cut himself down at the knees mm-hmm. had he gone in there and maybe worked for a few minutes you know done the ronda rousey where she KOs somebody in 16 seconds hey at least you're getting a payday right and you're not getting messed up that bad because you were only fighting for two three minutes mm-hmm. if these guys fights go like that where where five out of six times it's over in the first round mm-hmm. hang for three minutes you've been you've been getting punched in your face the whole life that's mm-hmm. your that's your job you know mm-hmm. hang for three minutes eat loss get your paycheck now he gets nothing Paula, your thoughts? That was just a stupid move on his part. Why why walk out of the ring? Who's going to want to work with him now? Exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. not going to be able to work now. Well, who's going mm-hmm. to trust him to invest in him as far yeah. as his promotion right. and advertisement? Yeah. I mean, if he, has, if he has sponsors, his sponsorships are obviously out, out the door. Oh, yeah. You know, who's, yeah. You know, it's definitely surprising. And we should really find out if that is the first time anything like that's ever happened. I believe like, so, because yeah. I, yeah. re- I don't recall ever seeing that happen. Um, do you think he has a chance of fighting again, Harper? Everybody has a chance of fighting again. Look at McGregor. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Look at McGregor. He he threw uh, uh, what a bench through a bus. He ruined two thirds of the of one of the UFC's <laughs> upcoming cards. Yeah. Dana White says, "I want nothing to do with this." You know, nobody wants to work with him right now. Right. And then they let it cool off for about five months, and now. We have that dream match that we've been waiting for mm-hmm. of of Connor versus Nurmagomedov. Yeah, which brings me to the next subject. Yeah. Connor McGregor is set to fight Khabib Nurmagomedov. I hope I'm saying that right as well. Right. October six in his long-awaited MMA date return. Yeah. Conor McGregor's long-awaited return to the UFC will take place on October 6th in Las Vegas against undefeated lightweight champion Khabib Nurmagal. I'm going to say Nurmagal because I can't you know, go with that name every single couple of seconds. UFC presented Dana White you, you, excuse me, UFC President Dana White made the announcement during a news conference 
The lightweight title bout will headline UFC 229 inside the T-Mobile Arena. McGregor, who has a record of 21-3, and has not fought in the UFC since November 2016. He made his professional boxing debut in an unprecedented big money fight against Floyd Mayweather Jr., which I'm sure fight fans everywhere were tuning into. I, of course, was watching that Buffalo yeah, Wild Wings I for free. It too, yeah. last, last August, McGregor lost via TKO in, in the 10th round. The Dublin native will attempt to reclaim the 155-pound championship he was forced to relinquish in April due to inactivity. Nurmagal, who has a record of 26 and nothing, won the title and became the UFC's undisputed champion at UFC 223 in April, defeating Al La Quinta by unanimous decision. I wouldn't say this is a crossroads fight, White said about McGregor when asked about what's at stake for McGregor's legacy. This is a very important fight for both fighters, for Khabib, who is undefeated and who is looked at as one of the best fighters in the world, Beating Connor is massive for him, and I couldn't agree more. Connor's right. one of the biggest stars in MMA right now. He is the, he is the sports Muhammad Ali, as, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, because you know not only can he talk, you know, fantastic, but his but his track record is is unbelievable. I've seen many of the first round knockouts, not just in UFC, but in the prior companies he was with beforehand. Didn't he have a run with Pride? Uh, that I uh, yes he did actually if you go back uh, a couple of months back I was watching mm. um, all of his knockouts mm. and you see him go from this young looking guy to this absolute beast in there you know you see his confidence grow from where he started and he had some pride fights and he had some other fights and some smaller fledgling companies but um, you're able to watch him just grow in confidence and and you know go from just a regular guy to mm. shouting, you know, we didn't come to take part, we came to take over. Yeah, and that's what he's done. He's the big money draw mm. now to he's, the point where he could screw up like he did mm. and he still gets a title fight. He's the you first know? fighter in UFC history to, t- to hold two titles simultaneously. Yes. And I am I am a huge McGregor fan. Right. I am looking forward to his return. We're going to get into predictions right now. Mine's a no-brainer. I'm going with my fellow Irishman on this one, Conor yeah. McGregor. What about you? Hundred ten percent. I'm going with Conor McGregor, but I mean, you never know because I remember watching him versus Nate Diaz, mm. and I was like, "This." I was like, "Conor's going to destroy Diaz. He's got the speed. Yeah, he's got the size. He took the fight on. I think like eleven days, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he was giving up. He was giving up some weight. And if you go back and you watch that fight, uh, Nate Diaz is covered, mm. covered in his own blood. Mm-hmm. You know, he caught Conor. Mm-hmm. and got lucky, but he was covered in his own blood to the point where if it went another round, they could have stopped it. Right. You know, and then when you go back to um, Floyd uh, Mayweather, uh, in the 10th round, what is it, three minutes, three minutes around in boxing? Some, somewhere around there, yeah. So when you get to the 10th round, that's 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Conor McGregor in title fights is, is uh, five-minute rounds. Right. So that's the most Conor's ever gone. If the last time, but more to, damage. Exactly. Yeah, you know. The most Conor's ever gone if the fight goes the distance is mm. 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. So now he's hitting rarefied air and he's going 30 minutes. You see him losing the gas mm-hmm. and you see Mayweather going, okay, now the ball's in my court. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what he did. He just, he, he ducked and dived and dodged because it's about, it's about uh, strikes thrown and strikes landed. Mm-hmm. And he, he played the dodge game because he's, he's known for that. You know, mm-hmm. he dodged got his punches in and he said okay now we're in rarefied air connor's never been here it's my turn mm-hmm. and he just he took it you know yeah. paul your predictions connor all the way obviously obviously yeah obviously you, you've just been going with every single prediction i've had haven't no. you 
No. No. Oh, what's different? Uh, she said Trish when we said Alexa. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Excuse me for not paying attention. I want to apologize to the listeners for this show, be it sounding a little sloppy. The first show is always the worst one, as told by my previous producer. Um, Just getting back into the swing of things here, folks. We got 15 minutes left, and I just want to take a minute to give some shout-outs. DJ Digital at Battlezone Radio, and of course the Battlezone Radio crew. My old Stooges, Monty and Navarro. I'm only kidding about the Stooge part. I hope you guys are doing okay. The Faison family, the Brennan family, the entire crew at the NYWC. Of course, the fine folks here at Grindhouse Radio. Mr. Steve Zambito, who's been filling in as the engineer today. Thank you, sir. Uh, My guest, Mark Static. My co-host, Paula. And, of course, everybody here watching. Uh, What to expect in the future with this show? Like I said, more talks about wrestling, more talks about MMA, more talks about boxing, maybe a couple of surprise guests, some hijinks, some Here's comedic. A What's up? Sorry to interrupt you. You gonna do call-ins to discuss like hot topics? Or? I don't plan on it though. No. Okay. No. I mean, how, how do you do call-ins on a pre-recorded podcast? Ah, uh, yeah. Didn't even think about that. So. Yeah. Put up on a live number that's not active when right. the show's already yeah. live. True. 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 Didn't even think about that. Yeah. Okay. So um. What's going on else in your in your world? What else is going on in my world, man? Yeah. Do you want um, you want to bring up uh, what we talked about over the phone? Your life changing thing? Or do you want to keep that on the down low? We'll keep that. We'll keep that under wraps. All right. So, all right. I'm actually trying to get back in the gym. I keep getting hit with this thirty five dollar charge from LA Fitness, mm-hmm. and I just haven't been doing anything with it. So now my brain's like, okay, mm-hmm. I gotta get back in the gym. Mm-hmm. If they're if they're eating me for all this money, I gotta do something, you know. And it's. Uh, if I can get back in there, it's going to translate to everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Me bumping in the ring again, me uh, getting my speed back, my endurance back, my power back, and maybe making another run. I hope my wife isn't listening because she does <laughs> not want to hear that. But um, but I've been thinking about taking another run at it, you know. Otherwise, I will be trying to manage, you know, a kid to a championship or something, change somebody else's mm-hmm. life, but stay around the business at the same time because, like you know, man, it's it's in your blood. Right. You can't you can't get it out, you know, like you said too. Uh it's just something you got to do. You can't just up and leave it. You can't just give it up cold turkey, mm-hmm. you know. I'm I'm 32 years old and I still watch wrestling through the eyes of a child. Yeah. You know, I still have moments that make me go, "Oh my gosh, I still believe again." Just like, it's just, just something yeah. about it, you yeah. know. It's like a... what was that for you? What moment was that for you that made you go, "Oh my gosh." The first one. Yeah, the first ever wrestling moment that made you go, oh, uh, this is real, this could happen, this is... Probably King of the Ring 96 or 97 when Austin beat Jake Roberts. Ooh, yeah, and, and you know, 316 was born. Yeah, yeah, you know, just that image of him standing on the steps with Michael Hayes cutting that promo. I remember seeing that in the TV in my dad's basement on a VHS tape and just, you know, just remembering that sight. And then, of course, when I got older enough to, like interpret what people were saying because mm-hmm. I was little when I saw it at first yeah, you know yeah. but um but you knew it meant something I knew it meant something yeah. and then looking back on it you know my mom of course being a diehard Stone Cold fan and of course and Jake Roberts of course she used to tell me stories about Jake Roberts when I was younger like he was some mythical you know story <laughs> character like there's yeah. this guy who comes out with a bag and pulls out this long snake and I'm sitting there like in awe, you yeah, know, eyes open yeah. hearing about this. Larger than life characters. Yeah. Larger than yeah. life characters, man. You know, it, 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 it's something special about it. And like Mark said, you know, once you get it in your system, you can't get it out. 
you yep. know and i'm sure it's like that for other things i'm sure it's like that for people who love fo- yeah. who are diehard football fanatics people who love basketball you know people who are into magic with you know magicians and illusions <laughs> and whatnot yeah. i mean i mean you hear the story of chris angel it's phenomenal how he yeah. got into it and how it, you know attached to his art form he is yeah you know paula with harry potter i'm just kidding <laughs> hey, hey, don't knock harry potter harry thank potter you is awesome. harry potter is awesome harry potter is awesome but like I told you before, I can neither confirm nor deny that I, when I saw the last Harry Potter movie, that I might have had a wand. Oh, <laughs> I have a wand. I have Voldemort's wand. Oh, <gasps> yeah. I have Harry's mm. wand. My wife has them all. Not okay. well, not all of them. She's got you know Fred. <laughs> she got Fred, yeah. George. Steve, you a big Harry Potter guy? Really? Yeah. yeah. I would, I would, I'm not on mic right now, but yes. <laughs> 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 To a point. I have a wand on my desk. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Steve Sanvito, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, we are just about to cue to go home and take this to the finish. Uh, Mark, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, no, not currently. Not How can people find you on social media? I know you have oh, a like page out there. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I have Mark Static, and uh, I also have my William Merced page. Yeah. Well, look up Mark's Mark on Facebook, M-A-R-C-S-T-A-T-I-C, like electric static. Yeah. Of course, you can find... In homage fu- to the rock, you know. Well, he was course. electrifying, so... Of course. I've heard somebody actually refer to us as the modern-day rock in Austin. That would be awesome. Yeah, a fan actually referred to us after seeing us do the title bout. Oh, yeah. Which brings us to our closing subject, match of the week. If you go to YouTube and look up Boondocks versus Mark Static... There's three different matches, several different videos, several different camera angles, all recording what I believe was some of the most electrifying stuff that ECPW Long Island has ever put out, and I dare anyone to argue with me about that. Mark Static versus Boondocks on YouTube. I'm going to put them up on the Facebook page for the show just in case you guys don't want to go find it yourselves. There will also be footage of the boxing walkout if you guys want to check take a look at that. Check out Mark Static on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in to the show. My name is John Sawyer, and you're not. See ya. We're out. All right. Hope you enjoyed that episode. And as always, thank you for listening to The John Sawyer Show. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at John Sawyer Show. And you can follow us on Instagram at The Sawyer Show Rocks. I am your host, John Sawyer. And as always, be kind, live positive, and erase the hate. Thank you. <laughs>